How the fuck are we ever comparing Aaron Rodgers to Tom Brady in anything? Why? I don't really understand it. The proof is not in the pudding. I have no idea. Aaron Rodgers has not won a Super Bowl since 2011. Tom Brady been to Super Bowl about eight times since then. You know what Aaron Rodgers, and then another thing with Aaron Rodgers, you know he gives me crybaby, grumpy old man, the end of Hold on, let me talk, it's my go. Crybaby, grumpy old man, the end of Brett Favre career, and Green Bay vibes. That's all he do. He Same thing that he doing is the same shit that Brett Favre did to him. Cry about the new quarterback. Don't want to help him out. Don't know if he's coming in in the offseason. Don't know if he's going to extend the contract to last year when he got the extension. Put Green Bay through all this. This is all the shit that Greg Brett Favre did to Aaron Rodgers, and he's doing the same shit. How the fuck? Uh, the great philosopher. Killer Cam. Cameron Giles. His very first move as the executive was to sign Lamar Odom. Who was going to sports, man? Come on, man. Hey, bro, you listening to the sports desk. You're listening to the sports show. New sports desk. Do you smell what The Rock is cooking? Gangsta Gangs! Gangsta Gangs! You trash! You not hooping! Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back to the Sports Desk. It is your guy, it is your man's one half of your sportsologist, Desiree L. Higgs Jr., back with episode 205. I am solo dolo today. Black couldn't be here today. Uh, so I will be holding it down. All right. So um, not going to be your typical sports desk. Of course, we don't let we don't like to let time go by without putting out some new content. So that's why I'm I am in here to put something out. All right. So don't worry. No, we're going to talk about uh, the top four. The college football playoff is set. We're going to discuss some of the bowl games. Well, I'm going to discuss some of the bowl games. Talk about the top four. Uh, talk about some other critical things that are going on out here in the sports world. Of course, we're getting into the NFL. We'll be calling on our Jacksonville Jaguars correspondent, Rashad Robinson, Mr. Move Them Chains, to discuss the debacle, the fumbling of the bag that the Jacksonville Jaguars put in place. So, so all those who are wondering, who is that at the beginning of the sports days? Well, that is one of the greatest musicians of our time, Killer Cameron Giles, formerly from the Dipset. Yes, Cameron is now taking it to sports, and I just really enjoyed his sports take when you talk about Aaron Rodgers versus Thomas Edward Patrick Brady Jr. So I definitely uh, agree with Cam. Uh, on his thoughts and uh, I just felt the need to put a different perspective out of there and why not from one of the great musicians of our time Cameron Killicam Giles I know some of you old heads out there or some of you not old heads out there or some of you I don't know some of some of somebody everybody had something Probably has some positive or negative to say about Cameron getting into sports, but I thought it would just be something fun to open up the show. All right, man, let's go ahead and get into what we got going on today. Uh, first and foremost, man, got a couple of icebreakers that we're going to get into. And once again, this is episode 205 of the Sports New Desk. Sports Desk. And uh, let's go ahead and jump into something that, uh, man, either you're going to like what I have to say. Or you're not going to like what I have to say. Deion Primetime Sanders. Coach Prime. All right. Deion Sanders um, uh, walked from Jackson State uh, and took a better opportunity at the University of Colorado. So for those who out there saying, what do you mean better opportunity? HBCU, HBCU. Look, man, I'm with it all, too. HBCU should be looked at and respected just as much as the University of Florida or Florida State or Wisconsin or Oregon. You name it, that should be the case. But are we ready to be real? Are we ready to have a real conversation about why Deion Sanders 
fulfilled his obligations at the highest level at Jackson State, at at an HBCU who rolls a program like Jackson State up to the the, the spotlight, the elite athletes, the the sponsorships. I mean, the guys are wearing different uh, uniforms every single week, different helmets every week. Um, Just an absolute fantastic opportunity for Jackson State and that football program. But in life, no matter what you do, no matter what moral compass that you go by, when there's an opportunity to level up, when there's an opportunity to go to another level, to test yourself in another lane, to 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 really, you know, get an opportunity to answer some questions that you may have deep down inside. If you're granted that opportunity, you go for that opportunity. Doesn't matter what people think about it. So I am in awe for Deion Sanders getting the opportunity because he earned it. He turned Jackson State into a power. He turned them into an attractive destination, and they won a bunch of football games. A lot of cultural moments came out of the uh, uh, from out of the tenure where Dion was molding these young men, bringing these young men up, and giving them life lessons that they'll have for the rest of their lives. Now, was it a tough day for Jackson State and all those surrounding um, the program? Uh, sure, but. Jackson State should be in great shape for a long time to come. Uh, people say, oh, the D, the commit, the D commit. You got people hitting the transfer portal. Yeah, you're right. But you don't think that for one second that the imprint of prime will be on Jackson State for many, many years to come? Of course it will. Of course it will. Deion Sanders deserved the opportunity to go to the University of Colorado, where the resources there will be greater, where prime will be able to infiltrate his mindset, his beliefs, his ability, and put a bigger spotlight on the opportunities that black uh, coaches should get in college football. How many black coaches are there in college football in the, in the D1 or main power five schools? How many? How many? Do you know listening? Does anybody know? Off the top of my head, I probably can only think of two. Two. I could be wrong, but I only can think of probably two. Deion Sanders at the University of Colorado is going to have an opportunity to continue what he did at Jackson State. And I get it. People say you can't be HBCU this. You can't HBCU that. I get the conversation and I understand the dialogue. But I'm also in support of somebody earning an opportunity. Deion Sanders never came out and said that he's going to be at an HBCU forever. He never said that. He came out and said we're going to show people that it could be done and it could be done at a high level at HBCU. And he did that he did that so the negativity uh the outpour of 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 wrongful um commentary surrounded about the move from prime going from jackson state to colorado i think is utterly ridiculous it's utterly ridiculous and i'll talk to anybody about it if you disagree with me right now let me know holler at me you could come on the sports this next week and we can continue to have the dialogue Because I don't understand the mindset of why it is a negative thing that Dion is going to go on a much bigger platform and get an opportunity to continue to continue what he started at Jackson State. I hope Prime is successful. I hope he gets out there and he delivers on every single expectation that is around him and then some Pac-12 titles, uh, uh, national championships, college football appearances, Pac-12, whatever it is, I hope that he, I hope that he gets the opportunity to one day stand before folks and say, I told you, it's bigger than what you thought. It's bigger than what you thought. And I'm happy for Prime. I'm excited for Prime. He's going to get the athletes in there. The University of Colorado will be something to reckon with in the years to come. I just wish there wasn't this damning uh, uh, this damning negativity of finger pointing at Prime left and HBCU abandoned the black community. Man, yo, stop it, man. Now y'all attacking a man's character and his integrity. And that's what this is about? But the very person who's thinking that it's a very person who's at a lower level of opportunity at the company that you work at. And you're surrounded around people who will take pride in the area that you work in. 
but you've applied for a position that's going to help elevate yourself, elevate your family and, and, and even put yourself in a position where you can be seen in a positive light for others to try to gravitate towards and move up. Even you are going to take the next opportunity to level up just like Coach Prime. So shout out Deion Sanders, man. I'm happy for him. And go Buffs, baby. Go Buffs. All right. All right, man. Before we get down more into of more of college football, man, I just want to talk about the Los Angeles Lakers for just a second. What has gotten into my Lakers? I'm not going to sit here and, you know, <laughs> I'm not going to sit here and, and go crazy and say, you know, hey, the Lakers are about to win the title. They're about to do. I'm not going to say that at all. Los Angeles, home of the greatest franchise in sports, the LA Lakers, and the home of the greatest athlete in the world today, LeBron James, the King. Woo! Woo! Lakers, So I had to do it. <laughs> I had to do it. But no, seriously, man, I think the Lakers are performing with the formula that anybody who knows a little bit about basketball said what needed to happen was for Anthony Davis to do the heavy lifting and boy has he ever. We also said that LeBron James was still good enough to give you 25, 8, and 8. But for LeBron James to be the catalyst and be the reason why and to be the sole reason why team the team elevated, he's in year 20. Are we going to be realistic about what LeBron is supposed to be? When are we going to be realistic about that? Let's get the hate out of here. Let's get the disagreeing if he's better than Jordan, better than... No, let's get that out of here. The realistic point that he's in year 20 and averaging 25, 8, and 8, along with Anthony Davis going absolutely berserk, Russell Westbrook fitting into his role on the bench and should be the sixth man of the year. All of the role players are, all the role players are playing well. The three-point shooting has increased. The defense has gotten better. The communication has gotten better. Darvin Ham has been able to put his DNA and his fingerprint on the Lakers and this young uh, part of the season. We got to hope that it continues. When I say we, I mean the Los Angeles Lakers faithful, not the people who hate the Lakers. <laughs> so we're going to watch. We're going to sit back and we're going to see. Very impressed with the Lakers win at Milwaukee on a Friday night. Um, Anthony Davis took the challenge. He took the challenge and he looked at Giannis onto the coupon. And he said, let's get it. And he got it. And then after that performance, he followed with a 50-point burger, 55 to be exact, against the Washington Wizards on this past Sunday. Anthony Davis looks hungry, he looks determined, and he looked like he has a point to prove. And if that is going to be the case, and if little old LeBron is going to roll around with them at 25, 8, and 8, and the defense is going to keep getting better. The three-point shooting is going to increase. And Russell Westbrook will continue to flourish in his role. Don't look now. Don't look later. But before you know it, the Los Angeles Lakers will be in the conversation of, dare I say, a trip to the NBA Finals. And maybe that's the fan of me talking, but I don't care. I don't Care, all right. So, uh, like I said, man, episode two hundred five of the Sports Desk. Um, it's your guy in studio. I'm solo dolo today, but I'm going to make a call here in a second. We're going to get my, excuse me, our Jacksonville Jaguar correspondent, Mister Moodham Chains or Shaw Robinson, in so we can talk a little bit about that. But let's go ahead and jump into the college football playoff, man. Um, wow. Um, did the committee get it right? Your number one ranked dogs out of Georgia. Your number two ranked Wolverines out of Michigan. Your number three ranked, um, uh, uh, man, who is the third ranked team? The TCU Horn Frogs. And, of course, the number four ranked Ohio State Buckeyes are in the college football playoff. I mean, jumping right off the porch um, to get this thing underway on, I believe it's New Year's Eve, which is a Saturday. Yeah. Um... Yeah, New Year's Eve, you have the Chick-fil-A Peach Bowl at 8 o'clock, Georgia and Ohio State. And then you have the uh, Fiesta Bowl at 4 o'clock. 
You have TCU versus Michigan on, excuse me, on, is this game on? Yeah, Saturday, December 31st. So let's talk about the playoff. Did they get it right? I believe so. I believe going in, um, I think all three teams did enough to solidify their spot. I really wasn't sure about TCU, if they would have got out there and got blown up by Kansas State, which they didn't. They lost a close game in overtime. I still feel like they did enough to uh, keep their spot, and they did. Big disappointment from USC. I picked USC to win the Pac-12 and to make it to the college football playoff. And once again, Leakin Raleigh finds himself in the position where he can't win the big game. I'm not going to come down hard on Leakin. They had a fantastic season in his first year at USC. Uh, Caleb, Caleb Williams with the Tough injury during the championship game. Your potential Heisman Trophy winner. Just a lot of things went into uh, USC falling short. And the main thing was that Utah came in. They didn't lay down. They rose up, punched USC back in the mouth, and they won the game. Therefore, Trojans are out. Let's talk about the four teams that are in. These two matchups, I think, are attractive. It is good to see uh, a somewhat fresh take on the playoff even though Michigan and TCU um, were there last excuse me Michigan and Georgia were there last year TCU and Ohio State TCU has never been Ohio State is making I don't know I think their third or fourth appearance uh, in the playoff all right so I think all in all all in all they got it right I think the Michigan and TCU game is going to be close I think it's going to be close and um the Georgia and Ohio State game, I'm not sure. Now, I've seen one of the star receivers for the Buckeyes declare for the draft today. That's not good to me. If you're in a position to make the playoff and play for a title and you have one of the better players on your team uh, opting out and saying, I'm going to go prepare for the draft, I found that kind of alarming, okay? Will more Buckeyes come out and go for the draft? I don't know. That's going to be real interesting to see, but I'm pretty sure the Buckeye faithful um, were not so much so uh, happy about that. So uh, I'm going to make a phone call here just live. I'm going to call my pops real quick, see if he answers. Because he is a big-time Michigan fan. Come on, Pop, answer this phone. All right, man. Look like we're not going to be able to get Pops. I'm sure he'll give me a call back. So, yeah, I just want to, you know, get him in. He's a big Michigan fan. want to give him an opportunity to, uh, to, uh, get off so to speak man i was talking to him yesterday and you know he's excited oh we got him coming back in coming back in pop hey, what's, up? what's going on pop oh I, I, man i just i just closed the laptop man okay okay well welcome to the sports test man you're live episode 205 oh, oh, oh i'm on yes sir we're about to go blue, baby. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, sir. Yes, sir. Black? Well, black. I'm, I'm just me today, Paul. I'm solo in okay. studio today. Solo in studio. Okay. So, Paul, okay. I'm right now talking about the college football playoff. Uh, we're talking about the top, uh, the top four teams and the two games that'll be taking place on December 31st. Uh, okay. First, of course, we have the number one dogs taking on the Ohio State Buckeyes, eight o'clock. Peach Bowl. And then at 4 o'clock, we have your game. We have your guys. We have your team. The Michigan right. Wolverines at number two in the country taking on the third-ranked TCU Horn Frogs. Now, Pops, me and you had a great conversation yesterday, just kind of psychoanalyzing the game. But, Pop, let yeah. our listeners know, man, how you feeling? How you feeling about Michigan going into this game? And what are your overall expectations and hopes during this playoff run for the Wolverines? Well, look, like I told you, I have examined my team, and examine the way they've been playing all year. Like I told you, the Michigan Wolverines are exactly like the Baltimore Ravens. Okay. They play good, solid defense. They run the football. They have an athletic quarterback that who can, if he needs to get outside the pocket and make a throw, he can make a throw. Right. We got the, we got the best offensive line in college football, and I think we're going to go all the way to the championship. Now, okay. Georgia got some dogs over there. Yes, they and do, they, literally. They, yeah, and their defensive line, is, it, it, it's tough, but it'd be a great matchup right. against a powerhouse offensive line, against a powerhouse defensive line. But I'm not going to jump that far ahead because we still got the the, the, the horn, horn, horn frogs, frogs, baby. First. Yeah. 
And now I let's say, go ahead, go ahead. And I think what's going to happen is we're going to control the game okay. with our running game. And because TCU is not good against the run, they are not. They're not. And I, and I think that's where we're going to dominate the game is by running the football between the tackles, offensive line, pushing them down the field, and just playing a, a solid Jim Harbaugh. Baltimore Ravens football game. Now, are you expecting a close game? Are you expecting a tight game? Even with your expectations of the offensive line controlling the game, um, and with let's just be call it what it is. Michigan had a fantastic year this year. They're coming off the biggest win in college football this year. But do you expect the Horn Frogs to come in and be a problem for you guys to escape out yeah. of uh, uh, the Fiesta Bowl? I do. I think the first half, like all 13 games we played this year, we've been playing tight first halves, come out the second half, and just giving the business to everybody. Right. We've been doing that all year long, and I don't see nothing different. I think since this is a a run-up game to the championship game, it may get a little close. We've been averaging about uh, 14 to 21 points in the second half, lead, and winning the game. This kind of game... It may be a seven or fourteen point game. Okay, that's what, that's what I'm thinking. Okay, okay, I agree with you, man. I think TCU they're they're tough. Uh, I love that quarterback Max Duggar. He is a warrior. He is not yep. going to come in there and lay down against the Wolverines. Y'all going to get everything that he has. They have exceptional yep. talent at the wide receiver position, and I got a feeling like I told you yesterday, it might be a long day back there for your secondary. Uh, because number seven for the Horn Frogs, he's legit. Yeah, he for real. He for real. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, he for real. real. That, that, that's gonna be a that's gonna be a problem on that cone over there. So yes, it is. I, I'm thinking what Jim Harbaugh has done in the past, just like they did that wide receiver um, uh, for 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 Ohio State, um, Harrison Junior. Bob Harrison, uh-huh. yeah. Uh, they they at certain points, key points of the game, they had him double. They did. Know? They did. And he really didn't get. He he made some catches, but he really did get. He really didn't get loose. All right, he did know? not. He did not. And I think that's the same kind of game plan Harbaugh and them are going to have for that boy for TCU because, like you said, he is legit, and we cannot let him go up and down the field. Uh, You cannot. Now, good luck doing that. I mean, John, um, uh, Battle and Johnson are two of the best receivers they have. Johnson had four for 139 with 34 yards per catch um, yeah. versus Kansas State, and he's just been doing his thing all Year long. Well, I got to agree with you. I think y'all will win a game. It'll be close. It'll be uh, tight, Nick. And I think uh, you guys will roll. Now, Pop, real quick, your thoughts, Buckeyes, dogs. Do the dogs come in and they absolutely let them let the world know that we are not playing around? Or do the Buckeyes come in after a loss of the Wolverines? Do they come in and say, you know what? We're going to show the world that we're here to compete. We're a really good football team and Georgia just not going to get us out of here. I, I think because Georgia is not the same team that they were last year. I mean, okay. they, they're still good, but they're not as good as they were last year. Okay, teams can score. Teams can score on Georgia, and okay. I think and, and Ohio State got NFL players all over the field. They do. They and do. And I think that the Buckeyes, um, as much as I hate to say this, oh boy, I think the Buckeyes are going to go in there mm. and get them boys all that they want. Now, I think Georgia will win by two or three points. That's what I'm looking at. You expecting a close game. Yeah, close game. You talking field goal game, Buckeyes and Dogs. Field goal, it's a field goal game. That's what I'm Wow. Thinking. Okay. All right. Well, yeah. hey, I, I, I totally disagree. Okay. I think the Buckeyes are going to come in and they're going to show face. I think they'll make it interesting, but I think as the game goes, I think the dogs just wear them down. We've seen Ohio State in big game, big field moments, and Ryan Day has not been able to gather his team to get them over the hump in the bigger moments. We haven't seen it. Yeah, We haven't seen it. So it'll be surprising to me if Ohio State goes up against the number one team in the country, defending national champion, and decide they yeah. want to show up when they couldn't decide to show up in the horseshoe with 100,000. <laughs> it was 100,000 in the horseshoe when the Wolverines came in there and rump bum 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 them boys. Yeah, yeah. But, but look, but look, I, I'm thinking – you given you given Ohio State four weeks to prepare. Okay, good point. Directly on Georgia Bulldogs. Good point. Good point. And I think you got 
a coaches for Ohio State who's going to be playing for their jobs. Good point. Good point. As well. Good point. I think them boys, them boys, going to come in there, and I just think it's going to be a close game. Okay, I really do. Okay, okay, Paul. Well, man, I definitely want to give you a call, man, as we talk about the college football playoff. We talked to you last year before y'all went up, went down to Miami, got absolutely <laughs> railroaded. <laughs> Absolutely railroaded by yeah. the Georgia Bulldogs. But um, you do have a great opportunity. I think if anybody's going to compete with Georgia, I ain't going to say compete. I'm going to say if anybody can beat them, if anybody yeah. can put them in a tough spot where it could be a type of game where they legit have a shot going into the fourth quarter winning game, I, I'm, I'm going to go with Michigan. I love Harbaugh's demeanor. I love his yeah. style. I think these kids are really dialed into Harbaugh, and he's dialed into them. I think he loves your quarterback. I think he loves them. I think he loves them, and they just have that type of connection um, where they have the opportunity um, to both realize that we could do something special. So we're going to see what happens. We're going to see what happens. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to see what happens. Yeah. Uh, well, well, Pop, anything else you want to get off, man, while I got you live on the sports desk, man? Hey, I just want to say I, I enjoy the show. You, you guys do a great job. I know Black not there today, but you guys do a great job. Keep it coming, man. And um, uh, keep putting that information out there about about all sports. And uh, you guys are, are awesome, man. And thank you for giving me a moment and let me shine with my with my <laughs> uh, with my uh, uh, Wolverines, man. Because because I'm hyped already. I wish the game was this weekend. But, I you feel know, you. I mean, we we, we go. I'm telling you, we are the. I'm telling you, if you if, if hey, you listeners, look at the Baltimore Ravens and look at Michigan. The yes, exact sir. same team. Exact yes, sir. same team. Yes, sir. Yeah. Well, Pop, yeah. definitely appreciate the love, man. Thank you very much, and I definitely had to give you shine. You know, me and you go back and forth, have a good time about our teams. But hey, I gotta I gotta give respect where respect is due. The Wolverines yeah. in the playoffs with a chance to win a national championship at an undefeated record. Let's see what happens, baby. Yeah, let's see. Okay. Let's see. All right, Pop, man. You take care. And, of course, I'll be talking to you, Pops. All right, man. You too. Appreciate it. All right, Pop. All right. All right. <laughs> yeah, man. So that's my dad, man. Give my dad a call and uh, talk about those Wolverines. And, uh, you know, I told him I was going to give him a call, man, so he can shine. All right, man. So the college football playoff set, December 31st, semifinal games. And, of course, the national championship game, I believe it's January the 6th. Yeah, excuse me. Monday, January the 9th is the national championship game. Uh, let's go over a couple of uh, other marquee bowl games before we switch over to the National Football League. Like I said before, it's not going to be your traditional sports desk. I'm rocking and holding it down in studio. Black couldn't be here today. And, um, you know, we're just going to kind of go through the highlighted sports moments of the weekend. And then, you know, we'll get back to our regularly scheduled sports test programming on next week. So, a couple of bowl games that are coming up. You got so many of them. So many bowl games out there. But some of the marquee games that I've seen. Let's go ahead and go with the Las Vegas Bowl. Okay, Las Vegas Bowl on December 17th on a Saturday. You got the Florida Gators versus the Oregon State Beavers. Why do I find that intriguing? Well, I love the interconference games, okay? You never see Oregon State versus Florida. Even though Anthony Richardson entered, entered the draft, I believe earlier today he is now uh, going to the draft. I still think Florida has a lot of talent on the field. Oregon State had a very solid year, capping off their win versus the Oregon uh, to finish up their season. So that's going to be a game I'll be keeping my eye on uh, for sure. All right, let's move along to... Uh, Let's see. Let's see. Oh, let's go to the AutoZone Liberty Bowl. All right. Kansas versus Arkansas. All right. Uh, December 28th, 530 on ESPN. That's going to be on a Wednesday afternoon. You have a nice slate here. And Kansas had a really nice season. Uh, this year, Arkansas, and they didn't finish how they wanted to, but it's a lot of talent going to be on the field. So I'm really interested to see how Kansas can deal with an SEC uh, formidable opponent in the Razorbacks. All right. Holiday Bowl later on that night, 8 o'clock on Fox, North Carolina versus Oregon. That should be an entertaining, high scoring game. If you're in the sports betting, take the over. Take the over, all right? And the night kept on ESPN, 9 o'clock, Texas Tech, Ole Miss. Should be another uh, great interconference game. Uh, a lot of points should be scored on that one as well. All right, on December 29th, you got the Florida State Seminoles, the 13th team, 13th ranked team in the country. I know it don't mean nothing nobody listen, but it means nothing to me. All right, the Noles are one of the hottest teams in all of college football, and they will be taking on college football powerhouse the Oklahoma Sooners in Orlando, Florida, in the Cheez-It Bowl. Um, 
Yeah, the Cheez-It Bowl in Orlando, 5.30 on December 29th. That is on a Thursday night. Cap for that night is Texas versus Washington. Another game I'm intrigued by in the Alamo Bowl, 9 o'clock on ESPN. Uh, moving along to the Gator Bowl here in Jacksonville. Man, I think I'm going to try to get tickets to that, man. Notre Dame versus South Carolina. South Carolina is another hot team in the country. Notre Dame, for what it was worth, you know, they had a decent season. Of course, they had some critical losses, but they battled. The one thing about the Irish, they battled. They're coming down to Jacksonville for the Gator Bowl. I think that's a really good game, man. Notre Dame versus South Carolina. I might have to get out there and check it out. All right? Um, of course, the Orange Bowl kind of sucks that hook it's not available for the Vols, but you have Tennessee versus Clemson Orange Bowl on Friday, December the 30th um, on ESPN, number six versus number seven. I don't know if that game is as attractive and as sexy as it could have been, but hey, it is what it is. All right. Um, also, Saturday, December 31st, Alabama versus Kansas State. 12 o'clock kick in the Sugar Bowl, followed by Iowa and Kentucky. Well, not followed by Iowa, Kentucky, 12 o'clock. Same day in the Music City Bowl, followed by the 4 o'clock Fiesta Bowl semifinal, TCU versus Michigan. And then the 8 o'clock semifinal in the Peach Bowl, Ohio State versus Georgia. Most of more New Year's six-day bowl games. Cotton Bowl this year. How about Tulane, man? Tulane getting an opportunity against the Trojans of USC, 1 o'clock on uh, January the 2nd. LSU versus Purdue in the Citrus Bowl. Also the same day, and then the nightcap, the granddaddy of them all, okay? You got Penn State versus Utah in the Rose Bowl. Uh, that should be an interesting and intriguing matchup. That is one that I'm looking forward to as well, all right? So as the college football season winds down, we will be jumping into bowl season full force, covering all the games, talking about everything that has happened. Of course, we have the Heisman Trophy presentation coming up. I believe the finalists should be announced here, I believe, this week or next week one. Of course, we'll be talking about that as well. So great college football season. So many great games, great moments, surprise teams. I mean, just outstanding season. Got to love the uh, theater that college football um, brings every single Saturday. Um you know, not too much going on this weekend, but the bowl games kick off the following weekend. So looking forward to uh, getting into bowl season. I know Black, I have a lot to say about that as well. All right. So we're going to transition out of college football. We're going to head over uh, to the National Football League. I believe that I'm going to the National Football League. We're going to talk about, of course, the Jacksonville Jaguars absolutely fumbling the bag. Not the best performance out there. We're going to get ready to get our guy Rashad Robinson in in a second, but let's go ahead and bring in the football, man. Let's go ahead and get our guy, Mr. Move Them Chains, Rashad Robinson, on the phone. Um, man, I wish we were calling my guy on some better uh, circumstances, uh, <laughs> but we are not. <laughs> we are not calling him on better circumstances. What's up, man? Rashad, what's up, my man? Uh, nothing much. <laughs> nothing much. Where Rashad, of course, as Okay. <laughs> Well, Rashad, of course, as always, uh, we are glad to have you back uh, on the sports desk. And, uh, man, I mean, I'm not going to play around with you, man. We're going to go ahead and jump into it. Yesterday, the Jacksonville Jaguars absolutely fumbled the bag. They absolutely looked like an immature team that still had a lot of growing to do. Coming off a big win, losing in a decisively troubling way to the Detroit Lions in Detroit 40 to 14 Rashad the floor is yours but I'm gonna open up with this statement and before I kick it right to you the game was over after the first drive of the Jacksonville Jaguars offensive possession do you agree or do you disagree uh it didn't have to be but you could see it trailing that way sure 
um, if the defense had any type of backbone, my God, you stop a team when they fumble, uh-huh. and you just keep them to a field goal, and then you go down the field and you do your thing, and everything is everything. Sure. But that's not what happened. Then I'm gonna throw some names at you. Okay, yes, sir. Let me hold on, sir. Saban Bryant. Hold on, hold on, sir. Let me get the gunshots. Hold on a second. Okay, go ahead, sir. Saban Bryant. <laughs> yes, sir. Uh, Josh Allen. Yes, sir. CJ Henderson. Caleb on Chase on. Trayvon Walker. Yes, sir. And Devin Lloyd. Yes, sir. Those are your first round picks for out of the last five years on defense. Uh. That's why you look the way you look. Mm. Team building in the NFL is very important. Of course. People are calling for Mike for uh, Mike Caldwell's head this morning. Okay. I don't know if I'm necessarily ready to say that, but I'm looking hard. Mm. I'm taking a very hard look at everything on that defense because that was the worst performance in franchise history, and it's not even close. Oh my god. I've watched the Jaguars get beat 50 to 3 by the New England Patriots, oh. and they put that defense played better than that defense yesterday. Jesus Christ. I do not understand why on every single play. Somebody on that defense is running around aimlessly, not knowing what they're going to do. Sure. A lot of blown assignments yesterday. I do not understand that for the life of me. I know that Mike Caldwell probably doesn't want to run the defense that he's running, but he doesn't have the personnel to run the defense that he wants to run. You need outstanding corners to play press coverage, and that's what he really wants to play, but he can't play that because his corners are off. Mm-hmm. Even Campbell played awful yesterday, which was surprising to me. But it seemed like nobody got off the bus yesterday besides Trevor, Christian Kirk, and Foyer Luica. That is correct. Those are the three players that came to Detroit. The rest of them stayed in Jacksonville. They're still celebrating from last week. Yeah, especially Zay Jones. Zay Jones needs to be the fourth receiver on this team, and I said that before. Mm. But I have people that argue me down and say, no, he's nobody's fourth receiver. He should be the second receiver on the team. Definitely um, not. He's never been that, and he never will be that. And if you think that he's going to be the second receiver on your team, then your team's going to look like the Jacksonville Jaguars has looked for the last 15 years. Ooh. That's that's what it's going to be. My God. Um, They have to do something with Trayvon Walker. Man, they're going to have to either tell this kid to gain 20 pounds and play on the defensive line. Or they're going to have to switch their whole defense to a 4-3. And the reason why I'm pointing him out is because they spent the number one overall pick on him. You got to figure out what you got to do with this kid. That is correct. You've already benched your other first round pick. So now... You cannot invest any more on your defense. The Jaguars, you're not going to believe this, D, because I didn't believe it. I had to look it up. Oh, no. D, the Jaguars have the second most expensive defense in the NFL. What? The The Jaguars have the second most expensive defense in the entire National Football League. That's disgusting. That's what you're paying for. Shad, that's what you're paying for. Oh, the owner. But no, Shad, everyone wore a clown suit last year and told you to fire the GM, and you didn't want to do that. (laughs) So much so that Byron Leftwich was going to be your head coach, and you told him, no, you can't bring my GM. I have a GM. Well, your GM paid for all that shit yesterday and drafted all that shit yesterday. Congratulations, Sean. What did you do in camp? What did you do in camp? This is 15 years of this shit, B. It's 15 years of the same. That team yesterday looked no different than the 2013 Jaguars. Oh, my goodness. Or the 2010 Jaguars. Mm. It all looks the same. You're losing your friend. You're losing your fan base. 
If a child was five years old, 15 years ago, they're now 20. Wow. They've seen one Jaguars winning season. They're now old enough to buy season tickets. They have a job. But you know who their fans are? Lamar Jackson. Yes. They're fans of the good Josh Allen. Not that shit we drafted, the good one. Oh, my God. Lord. Yesterday, I thought that it was going to be a shootout because I seen Trevor come out sharp, crisp, and motivated. That is correct. He was ready to go. That all, that all ended with three straight drops by Zay Jones. Disgusting, especially the second drive when that was a touchdown. That's a touchdown. Then you follow that up. Oh, the defense is getting their ass handed to them. Absolutely. You follow that up with having a couple of timeouts and a couple of seconds when you've seen Trevor do this before in a game. Right. Take the team down, score a touchdown. So right. you try. Right. And your $18 million left tackle damn near gets the man's knee. Up. D, I can't take this shit no more, D. What? Uh-huh. You're paying for this. This isn't. These aren't rookies. No. And low. You're paying for this. Correct. You paid Zay Jones. You did. Christian Kirk showed up yesterday. He did. But you couldn't stop a nosebleed. That defense was so abysmal yesterday. But the offense was too, and it was because of the timely drops. Trevor missed a couple of passes yesterday, but they all, I think the Jaguars only had five possessions the whole game. Yeah, this ain't on Trevor at all. At no, all. It's not. So at now, all. now you're here. Yes, you are. Now you've won four games again. Yeah. Now you got to go and get your ass whooped by the Titans because that's what's going to happen. Well, see, and, and, and before we go on, and this is what this is what make me feel the way. What needed to happen yesterday happened yesterday. Philadelphia absolutely ramshacked the Titans. Yep, sent them on their way. If the Jacksonville Jaguars somehow, some way, go to Detroit and get a win, what are we talking about today? We're we talking, talking about, about me buying plane tickets. Correct. But instead. It's like it never. It's like the Ravens win never happened. Now, it's like it never happened because I watched Zay Jones drop several passes. I saw Trayvon Walker get absolutely manhandled trying to come off the. What happened to the guy in the first two games of the year when he was jumping off your screen? What happened to him? Um, defensive linemen are, are, are very smart and it's very easy to just defend bull rushes. All you have to do is set an anchor. He's not going to give you anything else. So if, if I can just deal with your strength, I mean, none of these guys are, he's not the, he's not bigger than any of these guys. The only way is 270. Well, where's the coaching at, Rashad? Where's the coaching at? The problem that is just like what I said, you either have to switch your defense to a 4-3, regardless of what, Trayvon Walker has to have his hand in the ground. Because if you don't have pass rush moves and all you have is brute strength, you have to come from a position where your hand is on the ground so that you can come up with power. Right. You're losing your power by being a stand-up linebacker. He cannot do that. Correct. You got to have pass rush moves. You got to threaten with something else besides your strength if you're standing up. Right. So you have to switch your defense. This kid is either going to have to gain, like I said, 20 pounds, put him on the D-line, switch to a 4-3. Or you're just going to have to put him at big defensive end and bring somebody off the bench, I don't know who the hell who, to play outside linebacker. What they need to do is, is mimic what the Dallas Cowboys are doing with Michael Parsons. That's what they need to do. Whatever defense the Dallas Cowboys are playing with Michael Parsons being able to roam around, let's just call it what it is. Trayvon Walker got exceptional talent. 
Exceptional. Yeah. We know that. Like you said, Rashad, you hit it on the head. This is the number one pick in the draft. You picked them. So you need to formulate a defense that is going to help get the absolute best out of this kid that you can. And the defense that the Jaguars are running right now, they won't win another game this year. No. They won't. No. So, Rashad, what now? What do we do now? What does the city of Jacksonville do now? What do the Jaguars do now? You got an almost meaningless game against the Tennessee Titans this Sunday. What now? You got Trevor. Should Trevor sit? Should Trevor go and play? What have we heard about the knee today? I haven't seen anything about the knee. What have we heard about it? I haven't heard anything, but I heard him after the game say he's fine. I wouldn't sit him as long as the knee is stable and he can play, you play him. Because, um, you know, it's, it's a lot of these losses that were on him, too. He's playing better now. But you want to continue that. You want him to continue well, to well, be able to progress. Well, if the, wide, receive, if the wide receivers are dropping footballs. And, well, it's nothing, yeah. If the drive, if the wide yeah. receiver, if if everyone looks disinterested, that I saw a football team yesterday, and you know I got to put some of this on Doug too, man. What 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 was what was yeah. a, what was the preparation yesterday uh, throughout the week to get this team ready to play? What was it? What was it? I don't I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I guess they were reading the press clippings. Everybody told them how great they were and how good of a win that was and all this stuff. And they just thought they were going to go to Detroit. And we talked about this last week. They're the same team. Right. They same thought team. they were going to go to Detroit, walk all over them, and that was going to be it. They we was going to just lay down. That's what they thought. We talked about it. We talked no, about it. that's not what happened. That they went. You went up there. And DJ Chalk said, we're going to whoop y'all ass. And <laughs> DJ Chalk only had like five catches the whole year yesterday. And yesterday he had, he had like 10 catches. Yeah. Like, what are we doing? Yeah. The man probably got a contract yesterday after Jaguars. Yes. <laughs> but we do that every single week. Right. Somebody is breaking some kind of record on the Jaguars. Right. They didn't punt yesterday. And they had the highest paid punter in the fucking league. Jesus Christ. This is ridiculous. They paid their punter there. They have the Ooh. highest paid punter in league history, and they did not use him. He that's didn't pretty, break that's a pretty sweat. He, I don't even think they had many third downs yesterday. This team just literally laid down. They yeah. laid down. Yeah. yeah. And you cannot blame... I don't know if I can blame the coaches for a team coming out that flat. I feel you on that, but I, you got to think, man. You know like I know, man. When, when you're getting ready to go out there and play a game, what kind of preparation? What kind of preparation? What, what, what were the young Jaguar players told? Like, what kind of energy? Like, what, what are we doing? You saw it from the jump. It wasn't like they just got ran down in the third and the fourth quarter. No. After the first drive on offense and defense, I said, oh, this over with. I had no confidence. I, I turned it to the Vikings and the Jets. I, I, I had I, You, you no, did the right thing. I looked at I said, wow, this is what we put on the field today? And then I said, you know what? I'm going to chill. Second drive, Jaguars drive. And I said, okay, Trevor, boom, dink, 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 move. NTN, boom, 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 boom. We get inside the 30-yard line, 20-yard line. You dump it over to Zay Jones. There was nobody there but one man to beat. As a wide receiver, you're supposed to beat that safety. Touchdown. Touchdown. Now we're looking at what? 7-7. But no, that's not what happened. 7-3. Then they go right down the field again. And then again. Then they go right down the field again. And then again. And again. And, and then again, again. And again. And then again. And you and it was no resistance at all. They laid down, D. Yeah, man. They laid down. And I don't know. I haven't. I can't blame that on the coach. I'm sorry. I, I can't. You have to take some accountability when you're on the field. Of course. Absolutely. For the things that you are doing. Absolutely. I'm not going. I've never seen a Doug Peterson team. Lay down like that. Never. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm not going to blame him for calling, for dialing up a play for a man to be wide ass open oh. and he drops the ball. I cannot blame him for that. I feel Christian Kirk should have got every ball yesterday. He, he was on fire in the first quarter. 
He was on fire. Oh, my gosh, man. He was on fire in the first quarter. I said, wow, look at this. Christian Kirk, like, he finna take over the football game. But guess what? That's a football player. Go get me two more of them. Go get me two more receivers like that. You got one that's on the way. I need another one. Need another You've invested enough into this defense. You have to pray that they get it together. Next year, you better focus on getting, you better focus on getting a number one receiver, a guard, and a tight end. That's what you better focus on. Because yeah. I will say something about Cam Robinson. Cam Robinson has never played alongside any competence at the guard position. He's been out there by his damn self oh. every single time. Besides oh. his first year in the league when we actually went to the AFC Championship game. But after that, he has had garbage next to him. Oh. So that's hard to play tackle when you have garbage next to you that, that is inconsistent. That's hard. Yeah. So Absolutely. I'll give him that. But you can't get the man killed and you get paid $18 million. I can't go for that. Oh. I feel you. So I feel right you, now... Sir. Right now, you're going to Tennessee. You go get Molly Walk. And they don't <laughs> even have nothing. They have zero. Derrick Henry is, is, is hurt. Yeah. Um, Tannehill's hurt. Yeah. And they never won receiver, the rookie. Yeah. He's not going to play. Yeah. And guess what's going to happen? They go get Molly Walk. Jesus. That's what's going to happen. Yeah. And yep. then the next week we play the Cowboys and it's going to be 103 to 2. <laughs> well, Rashad, I'm going to be in the stadium for that game. I'm going to be in the stadium for the Please. Cowboys and the Jaguars. And, uh, man, I was... a great time. Yeah. I was really hoping that, uh, you know, this game would... Uh, this game would be for something, man. I was hoping that this game would be for something, but it turns out that uh, it's not. It's not. It's not going to be for anything for the Jaguars. It's going to be uh, another stepping stone for the Cowboys going in the right direction. But you know, like I know, the Jaguars love to show up because the team ain't got no business beating. You know that, right? Do you know I would want nothing else <laughs> if, I, if I could ask for a Christmas gift? Okay. I just kicked, I just took my kids to see Black Santa last night. Okay. I should have sat on Santa's lap and told him. <laughs> Listen, I only have one thing I want for Christmas. And what is that? Please, please let the Jaguars show up and beat the Cowboys. Ooh, I don't Lord. care how it happens. Please. Ooh. I just, Ooh. I have so many Cowboy friends, dude. Sure. I got so many. And they all, they've been texting me since for a month. Boy, you own the clock. And I'm just like, <laughs> I'm about to block all y'all. Yeah. Because it's not, I'm going to have to leave that game at halftime. Because my hatred for the Cowboys is so much. If sure. it's 30 to 3 at halftime, I'm going to prison. Oh. I'm going to fight. <laughs> I'm going to fight. If I have a Cowboy fan sitting next to me, sure. he's going to get swung on. Sure. It is what it is. <laughs> I'm going to have to leave at halftime. I can't handle that. I can't handle it. I hate that team too much. I'm not gonna be able to handle it. Well, I, I just, uh, you might just, you know, you might want to just have a little get together at the crib, bro. Because the way, because <laughs> the way the Cowboys clicking, man, I, 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 I don't want that for you, man. We, we can't call you live from the prison house, man, to get you on the sports desk after the game, man. <laughs> now I, I'll be your, hey, I'll be your collect call. So if you want to call me, I will hey, pick listen. up the phone. Hey, listen, you remember when Gucci Man did that freestyle? Yeah. Prison? yeah. <laughs> That's gonna be me doing the sports day. That's gonna be me. Oh uh, yeah, I, I I I would definitely uh, accept your phone call, my friend. No problem. Appreciate it. Well, I brother. Well, it, Rashad, man. man. You know, it wasn't what we expected. It's not what we wanted. Um, of course, we was hoping uh, for a setup to be really, really good coming into this Sunday with a big game at Tennessee. But uh, that's not the case here. That's not the case, man. So, um, I guess we'll see. What next week brings? I mean, the Jaguars are not mathematically eliminated yet, um, but they are mathematically eliminated. I just don't see a scenario where the Tennessee Titans just lose every game up until the last game of the year. 
I just can't see that. And the Jaguars win the rest of their games, and now you're looking at this weird matchup for the AFC South. I just, I just don't see that happen. I just don't see that here's happen. The, here's the pro- this is the problem, D. They only have to lose one other game besides Jacksonville and the Jaguars win a division. That's I know. the sad part. I know. That's I know. the saddest of the sad part because if they beat them twice and they end up with the same record, guess what happens? Yeah, I know what happens. But it's not going to happen because they're going to go. They're going to go to Tennessee this week. Uh, 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 Derek Henry is going to have 375 rushing yards, <laughs> and they're going to lay down. That's what's going to happen. Yeah, you're right. It man. is what it is. Yeah, you're right. Where was I got one more thing to say? Of course, and that's it. Okay, we have to fire Trent Balky. Enough with this. Trent Balky has to be fired. If you want to fire somebody, not one of these coaches. Because they're not the ones who pick these players. Right. Trent Balky has to be fired. Okay. I'm with you. I think he should have been let go last year. I didn't really understand the dynamic of keeping him after getting rid of Urban Meyer and trying to get this whole thing turned around. Well, maybe this will be it. Maybe Trent Balky will be sent on his way. So we'll have to wait and see. Where was Shaw, of course? Um, man, thought I'd be talking to you under better circumstances. Uh, but that's just not simply the case. And, of course, we'll see what happens, man. We'll see what happens next yeah. week. Uh, well, this Sunday, Tennessee at Jackson. I mean, excuse me, Jacksonville at Tennessee. We'll see what happens. And then, you know, we'll go from there on next Monday, man. <laughs> All right, man. I'll talk to y'all next Monday. <laughs> All right, Rashad. Be easy, man. All right, bro. All right, now. All right, man. Yo. So that was our Jacksonville Jaguars correspondent, Rashad Robinson, with a very passionate a very passionate take on the Jacksonville Jaguars getting absolutely ramshacked, f- just fumbling the bag, absolutely TKO, chokehold in the guillotine by the Detroit Lions. All right. So before we move on, man, we got a little bit of uh, news into the sports desk. Uh, the Heisman finalists were announced while we were on the phone uh, with Rashad Robinson. Uh, Caleb Williams, quarterback out of USC. Uh, is a finalist and will be heading to New York this Saturday. Max Duggar, all right, out of TCU, quarterback, also will be headed uh, to New York for the Heisman finalist uh, trophy ceremony. Also, uh, Stetson Bennett. Shout out to Stetson Bennett, man. Georgia quarterback will be headed to New York City for the ceremony. And C.J. Stroud, quarterback out of Ohio State, uh, will be headed to the ceremony as well. So um, I don't have a problem with those finalists. I think those four gentlemen had fantastic years, great numbers across the board. I think Caleb Williams will probably be the favorite uh, to win the Heisman. It's it's crazy that Hooker out of Tennessee uh, got injured because I thought he was going to be the clear-cut Heisman Trophy winner. But Caleb uh, Williams has had a fantastic year. Duggars had a great year. I ain't going to lie. I went mind seeing Stetson Bennett shaking it up and winning the Heisman Trophy, man. Um, I wouldn't mind seeing that. Or Bryce, I mean, or uh, Max Duggar. I wouldn't mind that either. So Heisman finalists um, have been announced. Ceremony is happening this Saturday, all right, 8 o'clock on ESPN. All right, so before we get out of here, uh, let's talk about my guys, man. Let's talk about, even though I'm a big-time Jacksonville Jaguars uh, supporter, uh, everybody, if you don't know, now you know, or you didn't know, I'm a major Dallas Cowboys fan. How about them Cowboys? <laughs> okay. Okay. No, I just you. Do that to the yeah. camera screen. I just yeah. on the camera. It, it called for it. Oh How about God. that Dak Prescott? How about that Zeke? How about that Amari? <gasps> All right, man. So my Dallas Cowboys at home Sunday night football absolutely crushed the Indianapolis Colts 54-19 with a 33-point fourth quarter. Are you kidding me? The Colts turned the ball over crazy amount of time. I think they had five or six turnovers. We converted a few of those into touchdowns. If you look at the numbers during the game, if you look at it, it you would be like, wow, like they blew them out. Matt Ryan's numbers versus Dak numbers. 
I mean, Jonathan Taylor didn't burn the world on fire, but he had a pretty decent game. You look at the time of possession and everything involved, you would say to yourself, like, wow, man, like, this was a close game. What was the final score? And if somebody would have told you it was 54 to 19, you would say, man, you lying. Well, no, we ain't lying. We absolutely ramshacked the Bulls. I've been calling somebody to blow out the Colts. I called on the Eagles to do it. I called on anybody to do it. Okay? They're still, I called on everybody to do it, but I guess my team had to do it. I guess the Dallas Cowboys had to do it. Okay, so um, big win for my Cowboys. No doubt about it, man. And uh, we getting ready uh, to play the Texans next week, then the Jaguars, and then that date with Destiny against the Philadelphia Eagles. All right, some more critical scores uh, from yesterday's games. Uh, you had the Buffalo Bills on Thursday night knocking off the Patriots 24-10. Steelers getting a win 19-16 over the Falcons in Atlanta. Packers still own the Bears 28-19. Uh, Jets and Vikings, pretty good ball game. Vikings getting a win 27-22. Uh, the Giants and Commanders both tied. Now, it was announced earlier that they will be flexed in Week 15 for Sunday night football. Both teams sitting at, well, 7-4-1 and, and now 7-5-1. 20-20 tie. Eagles run over the Tennessee Titans 35-10. Ravens and Lamar Jackson goes down yesterday. They say he is week-to-week or day-to-day, they, but they squeak out a win against the disappointing different Broncos. The Broncos are probably the most disappointing team in all of football. 10-9 Ravens win. Deshaun Watson made his debut in Houston against his own team yesterday. Not the best look for him, but the Browns got the win. 5-7 still in the playoff hunt. Um, Rashawn, Deshaun looks rusty. He looks rusty. He looks like he he obviously needs the reps. You know, his timing is off, but he ain't played ball in over two years. That's expected, right? So we'll kind of see what Deshaun looks like as the season continues to progress. Seahawks get a win over the Rams, 27-3. Man, 49ers can't catch a break, man. Jimmy Garoppolo goes down to a broken foot, but they still manage to knock off the red hot, well, the then red hot, Red Hot Dolphins 33-17. to That defense is ferocious and elite. Probably the best defense of all in football. And keep an eye on, on Baker Mayfield. He asked for his release from the Panthers today. Looks like the 49ers are interested and he could be a 49er. If anybody can get the best and the better out of Baker Mayfield, it's got to be Kyle Shanahan, right? The guys are just a guru with the quarterback position. And we'll have to see exactly how that plays out. All right, Cincinnati in a heavyweight championship fight knocks off the Kansas City Chiefs 27-24. Does Joey B, Joey Cool, Joey the Boss have Patty Mahomes boy's number? He is now 3-0 against Patrick Mahomes. Are we looking at the new Brady versus Manning? Um, these two have had some epic matchups. Uh, Burrow getting the best of Mahomes. And uh, wow, we I would love to see these two play again in the uh, playoffs. All right. Uh, Raiders getting a win over the Chargers, 27 to 20. Chargers can't get out of their own way. I think the Char- Chargers are going to have to make a coaching change if they can't make the playoff uh, playoffs this year. They have an exceptional amount of talent and uh, maybe a new voice might be heard if they can't get it together and punch their ticket in. Sean Payton, former coach of the Saints, he is lurking, he is waiting, and he is hoping for the opportunity if that job does come available. All right, Monday Night Football tonight. We got the Saints and the Bucks on this Monday. We're getting ready to wrap it up. Uh, the four in, what's their record? The four in eight Saints versus the five and six Bucks. Uh, we'll see how it goes now. I think Brady and the Bucks get the win by a slim margin as they continue to try to wrap up or keep ahead of pace in the NFC South. All right. All right, man. So we're going to wrap up today's show. All right. Hopefully that, um, you know, you guys were able to uh, catch a vibe and and, and really uh, enjoy uh, this episode of Sports Sense. Like I said, it wasn't your regular show. Black wasn't able to be here today, so I'm holding it down in studio. Uh, shout out to my pops for calling in, talking about uh, talking with me about the college football playoff. His Michigan Wolverines have a chance to become national champions. And, uh, of course, we'll check back in with Pops as that further develops. Uh, also, um, who, oh yeah, of course, Mr. Moodham Chains, Rashad Robinson with, the, with an epic, epic rant about the Jacksonville Jaguars. It's sad, bro. It's sad, and Rashad really let it be known how he feels about uh, the situation uh, for sure. So, um, yeah, man, so... Hopefully you guys enjoyed the show. Thank y'all for the support. Thank y'all for retweeting the tweets or uh, well, the links. Thank you for liking and pressing play and sharing the show. Tell a friend and tell a friend and tell a friend. It's another sports show out here, man. Dia Black are holding it down, giving a different perspective and a different uh, vibe to talking about sports and really rolling it out, man. 
And uh, like I said before, man, thank y'all for all y'all support. Thank y'all for everything. It really means so much uh, to me and Black. And the support states are going strong, man. 205 episodes in. Uh, really looking forward to what 2023 is going to bring. And hopefully we can expound and expand the sports desk to kind of give you guys some different lanes of content when it comes to our take and delivering what's going on in the sports world. Okay. So like I said, until next time, like I always say, until next time, y'all be cool, be safe. Take care of yourselves, man. And uh, you can find me at Dedrick Hicks Jr. on Twitter, on Instagram, and on YouTube. Find me there. Let's chop it up. We can talk about whatever it is that you want to talk about, man. Let's let's give it a go, man. Uh, and catch Black at Black NL3 on Twitter and on Instagram. Holler at him, man. If y'all want to talk sports, holler at him. NBA Twitter, I'm here. I'm here, NBA Twitter. I'm here. Let's talk basketball, man. NBA Twitter. Holler at me, man. All right, y'all. Y'all be cool. Until 206, I'll catch up with y'all. All right, for show now. Sports Desk.